Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Flushing Group from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, Miss Fine. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Oh, Mr. Sheffield, a podcast where we talk about the 90s hit sitcom The Nanny, starring Fran Drescher. I am Shondi Pasquale, here with... Toria Sheffield. <laughs> That's right. No relation to Mr. Sheffield, the titular Mr. Sheffield. Uh, this is a show where we uh, share our mutual love for a TV show that reminds us of our youth. Um, mm-hmm. This week, we watched episode eight of The Nanny. Uh, it is called The Christmas Episode, although there is some, uh, there, there is also a note uh, that I found that said it was actually titled The Christmas Show. So I don't know mm-hmm. if it's actually the Christmas episode or the Christmas show. But regardless, this is uh, an episode that was written by Fran Dresser herself uh, alongside was- Peter oh, Mark yeah. Jacobson, uh, who is the guy who co-created it with her, uh, which I guess is her husband? Yeah, it was her then-husband. Yeah, so her and her then-husband co-wrote this episode together. Um <laughs> How hilariously enough, he went on to co-create a show called Happily Divorced. So, <laughs> oh. Ooh, foreboding. Uh, also, guess what? He created it with Fran Drescher. <laughs> oh wow! Were they divorced when that happened? Yeah, it's based on their real divorce experiences. So, oh, fantastic! Um, I didn't even well, know that show existed. No, me, me either. Well, um, but this episode is indeed a Christmas episode or Christmas yes. show. Yes. Um, it actually, literally, my first note was, um, I love Christmas in New York. New York does Christmas right. I love the fake snow in this episode. <laughs> and I, my first note is, a very Jewy Christmas. I love a good Christmas episode. And then yeah. I wrote, weird for a Jewish show to do this and not push for a Hanukkah episode. Those are my notes. <laughs> very true. Um, <laughs> that is true. Um, maybe they do in later years, but... Um, also, this episode aired on December 22nd, 1993, so it was indeed very close to Christmas. And this was like – this. I know we just said it was a Christmas episode. Like, it was a Christmas episode. It had all the Christmas things. I miss when TV used to air holiday episodes near to the holidays. Like, now, like, they do, like, the Christmas – like, the Simpsons Halloween, but it's usually, like, late November because of, like, scheduling – <clears throat> and oftentimes now shows are on hiatus during Christmas. So you don't even get like Christmas episodes when they do happen are usually like early December or like late November. I miss the days when like TV programming was like, oh, it's going to be Christmas. So all the sitcoms are going to shoot a Christmas episode. And like all the sitcoms are going to shoot a Halloween. TGIF on ABC used to have like five Halloween episodes in a row on like <laughs> Halloween Friday night, you know? Oh yeah. No, I remember the Boy Meets World Halloween episodes. Like- yep. There's a really the different strokes Halloween episode is still still remains the, the one that scared me the most as a child for some reason. <laughs> um, um but, well but no, yeah, this, this episode, Oh god. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say that this episode is so Christmassy, like I wanna watch this around the holidays. It's a, it like puts you in a holiday spirit. Yeah, I agree. Um it 
And it also does uh, a thing. I'm skipping way to the end, but it does a thing that I love that, that a lot of 90s and 80s sitcoms did, which is to imply magic is real. Like there are multiple episodes of multiple shows, especially Christmassy episodes, but sometimes Halloween ones um, where like the show will suddenly acknowledge that within the world of the show, maybe like ghosts are real, or in this case, maybe Santa's real. And it's a thing that like a lot of shows did. And I don't, I don't get it. And I didn't get it as a kid either. So, so I wasn't opposed to it. It does. It actually, I love it. it it's kind of whimsical. It's magical. I, I don't mind it once every now and then, even though I agree, it's like completely like discordant with the tone of the rest of the series. Like it's not a magic or fantasy show in any way. Um, but my, what I thought you were going to say when you were like, oh, I'm skipping way, way ahead is that they also did this very sitcom-y nine, like not even 90s thing, but sort of like old fashioned thing where after the credits, there was like this other little scene where they're singing Christmas carols as a family. And they're literally yeah. like, happy holidays. Thanks for watching. Yeah. And um, it was like this little button. And it was just, I just wrote, it was a simpler time. <laughs> um, yeah. But, well, I mean, yeah. this this was definitely the days of like, um, very special episodes with like often TV shows would start with like the entire cast being like tonight on growing pains, you're about to watch a very special episode where we talk about, you know, um, uh, suicide and it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like they used to break the fourth wall a lot on sitcoms. I feel like to address stuff like that, but it's weird. It's never not weird for like the show to end. And then, for the entire cast to be like, thanks for watching <laughs> this fictional thing that we're reminding you is fictional. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, because they were like caroling like a real family. <laughs> then yes. they look at the camera and say, thanks for watching. Yeah. Um, but uh, regardless of all that, this is the episode where Fran gets her first Christmas because again yeah. she's only ever done Hanukkahs and we established right away in this episode that like Mr. Sheffield is never home on Christmas he's always traveling for work yeah um and we even established that he doesn't even buy his kids their own Christmas president yeah. his own their Christmas presidents um their Christmas presents some might say um he uses a personal shopper so yeah. again we get that very like um that's another like 90s trope of like the dad who works all the time and isn't home for these special events. Um, yeah. And it's like, it's basically, you know, how we say sometimes this show is a rom-com squeezed out into 30 minutes. This is like the liar, liar, um, even the Santa Claus, um, yeah. all, you know, list any number. Totally. It's a wonderful life. I mean, it's a Christmas episode. So they're definitely doing the whole, like, he's a bit of a Scrooge and he has to get his heart softened and realize that like, family is the most important thing at christmas time not you know and that you know another theme of the episode is like it's the thought behind the gift not the actual gift you know like it's not it's not about how expensive you buy a gift or you know your shopper buys a gift it's like the thought that counts um this show this episode traffics in a lot of that stuff but 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 in a fun way because they think like france so like fran really pushes the whole like it's the thought that counts thing and then she doesn't get a massive, I think it was four figure bonus that yeah. Niles gets, which is, I wanted to talk about that too. Four figure bonus is ridiculous. <laughs> like I got a really nice bonus my first year of bunny ears, but like, come on. <laughs> um, 
that was only the first year. Um, well, yeah. Well, so the whole thing is like this, this episode hinges on the fact that Mr. Sheffield is not going to be home for Christmas. They're going to do Christmas on Christmas Eve instead. Yeah. And Fran is initially going to go talk to him about this because she's like, she's like, I've never done Christmas, but like, I know you're doing it wrong. Uh, right. But then she, she actually puts off talking to him because uh, Niles tells her that he's writing the bonus checks right. and she's instantly like, Oh, she's like, that's going to be so great because I really wanted to buy something fantastic for the kids this year. But like fantastic is like pretty much out of my budget. Um, so she thinks she's going to be getting this, this big, fat check and then later in the episode she does have this whole conversation with him where she's like you know you should really go to fao shorts and pick something out for each of your kids yourself like i yeah. she's like i promise if you get them something they will cherish it forever just make sure you get a gift receipt <laughs> um yeah. but basically yeah like gets it in his head that like you should really get them something from you and that's that's what you're saying so then later on the actual gift giving morning which is christmas eve morning not actually christmas morning she has not only spent a ton on the kids because she thinks she's getting this bonus and like basically almost has no money in her bank account. She doesn't get the big check that she thought she was going to get. She gets this like little vase yeah. <laughs> um, and he says something really sweet. He's like, you know, I really thought about what you said about a gift coming from the heart. And so like here, Miss Fine, Merry Christmas. And she's like, oh. but also, <laughs> but also it's like, he doesn't he doesn't define well in that moment why this is a gift from the heart. It's like they're playing it for the gag of like, oh, he got her something like small instead of like the giant bonus she was going to get. But I feel like there's like a missed moment to like tie why the vase means something to him to her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Does, like he like, does later in the episode after yes. things have already gotten very complicated. But yes. I guess maybe had he done it earlier, the rest of the the rest of the you know shenanigans that happen might not have happened. Because what ends up ensuing is she's like, oh shit, she 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 has this gift from Mr. Sheffield. She is in debt because of the money that she spent on the kids gifts. And there's actually this really funny little beat where she's like agonizing about this with Niles um, alone after the gift exchange. And he's like, Miss, he's like, I told you, like I, I would, I can lend you the money, which I thought was a really sweet little gesture. And she's yes. like, she's like, Niles, I consider you a friend. So I'm going to be honest. I'm not good for it. <laughs> so, so she won't accept money from Niles because she knows she'll never pay him back. But, um, you know, he's like, well, you know, that vase is worth a lot of money, which leads to her. She goes to this pawn shop in Queens with Val basically to get cash for the vase. And um, that led to one of my favorite lines in the episode, which was she was like, this is worth a lot of money. It's Elizabethan. And he's like, the pawn shop guy's like, Elizabeth Taylor. And she's like, no, Queen Liz. And he's like, mm, maybe if it was Elizabeth Montgomery from Bewitched, I could get you something. But like, I don't know about this thing. And it's just like, it's just so perfectly captures like yes. the utter, the utter like classlessness that that like uh, like of this world that is like so funny and so endearing. And also it is, it's an Elizabeth Montgomery reference, which uh, again, I don't. I don't think a kid today would have any idea who that is. But that's, of course, Samantha from Bewitched. Um, right. Well, but- and, and I feel like in the '90s you got that reference, and and it, and it makes sense, right? Because it's it's not just like classlessness. It's like this weird, like I mean, I, I guess I guess it is. It's a class divide, right? Where it's like to him, royalty is like a famous lady from the TV, not actual yes. royalty. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's great. Exactly. Th- this episode didn't have a ton of one-liners for me, but I I I laughed out loud um at one particular act, like like beat where I think it's early on um <laughs> They come downstairs and the house is decorated for Christmas and Niles has done all the decorations and Mr. Sheffield, you know, everyone's like, wow, the house looks great, Niles. And Mr. Sheffield goes, yeah, you know, I really wanted those blinking lights, though. And Niles, without missing a beat, goes, yes, sir. And then he picks up the power cord and he just starts plugging and unplugging the Christmas lights. I, I, I have that exact same moment oh. flagged. Because I just said, Niles, forlorn, forlornly. Yeah. And he starts plugging and I'm like, oh, Niles. Like, oh, the, the life of the butler in this household. Because also, you know, Mr. Sheffield has not lifted a finger to decorate anything and no it's so good he doesn't really even thank him for the decoration like the kids thank him and then his just it's just like such a good like out of touch like <laughs> oh you did all of this cool it doesn't have the one little detail i wanted and then <laughs> the deadpan just like here asshole <laughs> yeah no, no i love that moment too um so good it was really good oh um i we're we're getting a slightly off track but i also i realized there's this detail in this episode that i i never noticed before that when you're in mr sheffield's office there's actual school photos of him from like eaton right behind him and i was like wow you know the set design is meticulous um yes yeah um but that's neither here nor there because what i what i really was going to talk about was returning to the um just getting us to the plot so fran um she pawns the vase so she can have some fast cash because she has like little literal like debt at this point and then later that night when mr sheffield is leaving for his you know business trip to dc he turns around and says something to her like oh you know miss fine i really hope you cherish that vase that i got you in the you know in the same way that the children cherish you and he's like The vase really made me think of you. Like it was, it was so special and had the perfect accent. And you know, instantly she heard, she has this like wave of guilt. You can yeah. tell. Um, and uh, he leaves from the airport, and she runs back to the pawn shop in Queens in an attempt to get the vase back. Yeah. Um, which I and then she has to pawn her grandmother, her her dead grandmother's beloved watch because the you know skeezy pawn shop guy is demanding another trade um, yeah. for this vase. So it's like you know the whole thing has become this huge disaster um, just because she was trying to do something nice for the kids and because yeah. Mr. Sheffield was trying to do something nice for her. And then they all end up in church, and Fran goes to the confessional. And because she's feeling guilty about what she's done. And now she has the vase back and she's, and she's like confessing that like, Oh, I like, I messed all this stuff up. I shopped so much and now I'm in debt. And then I had a, you know, it, the, like she kind of like replays everything. And then the episode ends <laughs> with <laughs> Mr. Sheffield coming in and like, they like solve all their emotional beat problems. And then he sits down next to Fran and he sits on the vase and so, like the whole the whole Christmas episode ends on like a vase in the ass joke, which is like a really weird like disconnect from like the family. There were two things that there were two things in this episode that 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 
felt very out of place for a Christmas episode. It was it was the whole like, oh, he sat on a vase and then we end in a hospital with like glass in his ass jokes. And the other one was uh, earlier in the episode when he's when when Mr. Sheffield's giving the gifts that he's like gone out and bought himself that like have meaning, he gives Brighton a bicycle that Brighton has to put together himself. He has to build it himself. Mm-hmm. And Maggie's like noting Brighton's gift goes, man, he really wanted Cindy Crawford. And Brighton says, yeah, at least she's built, <laughs> which yeah. again, it's just like, this is a weird thing to be saying around your family at this age on Christmas morning. <laughs> and the family doesn't go like Brighton, Jesus, calm down. <laughs> I mean, we, well, we got to get the, the show starts to, um, definitely utilize more like sex jokes later on. Like we'll get to it in the next episode, but there are a couple episodes now. There's a similar moment where I was like, Jesus Christ, it's breakfast. Is, is yeah. no one going <laughs> to, yes. like, um, but I think, you know, maybe, you know what? It's interesting. I think the next episode is also written by Fran and her then husband. So maybe yeah. it's just a sensibility thing, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's definitely some, you're right. Some crass moments, but, Oh, but the thing is, so Mr. Sheffield goes to the airport, um, not knowing any of this stuff is happening. Like not knowing that, you know, Fran has pawned the face cause she desperately needed the cash. And then she ends up losing her grandma's watch, blah, blah, blah. But clearly he calls home from the hospital. I mean, not, sorry, from the airport, probably just to check in, at which point Niles tells him everything that's happened because Niles right. really feels terrible for Fran. And then Mr. Sheffield finds out his flight is delayed. And that's what leads him to say, like, you know what? I'm going to fix this. And he runs out of the airport, leaving Cece alone. And that's actually the, <laughs> the funny little B plot um, is that Cece is actually thrilled that Mr. Sheffield won't be with his family on Christmas because it means that they together are going to be on a business trip in Washington, D.C. Um, and he's just like eternally callous where, you know, she, she's like she says something to him like, oh, well, like at least we'll be together and can maybe have yeah. dinner. And he's like, oh, no, there won't be any dinners. And she's like, what? No dinners. And he's like, oh, the only reason I'm going with you is for charity. <laughs> <laughs> and which he means literal charity, but of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's like, you know, we have that eternal struggle. Um, and so he literally leaves her at the airport. And then yes, he ends he ends up going to the church to give Fran this watch. So he, you know, he he figures out where she pawned her watch, he gets a watch back, uh, he goes to the church to give it to her, and then in that emotional moment sits down. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then that brings us that brings us back to where we kind of started, and then I think we can move on to the to the segments but he sits on the vase so he goes to the hospital and then the b plot ties into that because i guess cc assaults santa claus there's a santa at the airport who's ringing like a you know charity bell and she like she's she's like if you ring that one more time i'll ring your neck and then he like rings it and then um and then later it cuts to him coming into the hospital room and it, and it seems as if he he's says, getting wheeled was, in he's getting yeah. wheeled. Like, you know there's two beds and the sheffields and, and fran are all around mr sheffield on his bed and then a santa gets wheeled in yeah and he says i was assaulted by some crazy lady in the airport and it's <laughs> clearly Cece has attacked this santa and then they have like their private moment and then they're like oh we should share this moment with the man next to us in the in the hospital bed next to us and they pull the curtain between the two beds back and he's magically gone and the windows open and you hear like sleigh bells in the distance. 
Yeah. And it implies that he really truly was Santa and he has flown out of the window of this yeah. hospital. Oh, it's so yeah. weird, dude. Well, no, but here's I the thing that's it. sort of <laughs> well, here's the thing that really it. ties it together. Earlier in the episode, even though little Gracie keeps saying she's too old to believe in Santa and she really doesn't believe, Fran was like, okay, honey, but just say you did believe in him, what would you wish for? And, you know, Gracie, like, thinks and she really sadly goes that daddy would be with us on Christmas Day. And so right. then cut to them in the hospital and, you know, they're all kind of sharing this moment of, you know, I guess we're together as a family. And um, Gracie says something like, oh, I'm so thankful to Santa. And that's when Fran's like, oh, so you do believe him in, in him. And, he, and Gracie's like, I do now because I got my Christmas wish for for daddy to be here with us. And they're all like, oh, and that's when they're like, let's share this with that old man next to us. And he's gone. And I think Fran even runs to the window, looks up into the sky and goes, I got to lie down. Yeah. Do you, I wonder now that we're like discussing it and you mentioned the whole great Gracie angle. I, I actually wonder if all of these sitcoms didn't do this as like a, I don't even know if it was network mandated, but so much as like, look, we know children are watching these, 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 you know, 8 PM primetime sitcoms. So if we're going to dress Santa, we can't, we'll get letters from parents if we don't pretend Santa is real. I wonder if it was like a reaction to that, to like knowing that like they would get let angry letters of like, what do you mean? You said Santa's not real. Like now my kid is asking me if Santa's real. Cause like people used to write letters, you know? That's true. Yeah. Honestly, Especially like the religious like moms of America and, sh- you know, the same people that are like mad if you say like fart on TV, like um, I'm sure would be mad if there was like a, a family show that like ended with them being like, well, <laughs> Santa's not real. <laughs> that You know what? That's actually a great point. And I would not be shocked at all if there was some mandate where it's like if you if you address Santa or, you know the concept yeah. of Santa, like make it ambiguous. Don't, yeah. don't ever come down on the side that he's not real. Though yeah. I would say, I think I for, I should check um, if this aired, did this air at 8 PM? Um, yeah, this was an 8 PM show. So it's a little late for most younger viewers, but yeah. I, no, nah, this really, was the same. Th- this was the full house time slot. 8 PM was like the, the early kid time slot. And then you had like the eight thirty show, which was like a little racier. And then by nine, you could have like Seinfeld you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that would be a great point, but unlike you, I was not bothered by it from like a narrative perspective. I was like, Oh, like magical. Like I, I love when a, a show gets a little whimsical or magical. And if it's, it's like fine. not the norm, it's just weird. <laughs> that's, just that's weird. your inner, that's just your bitter inner Jew. <laughs> um all right this actually reminds you know this is just a quick aside how i saw something on facebook recently that was like you know the real hero of christmas are all the little jewish kids that don't ruin it for the christian kids yeah totally dude i was told from a very young age santa's not real but you're not allowed to tell any other children that because they're not all jewish and some of them believe that he's real and i was like cool a secret that i know and like it was very important to me that i never like ruin that for anyone yeah. And it, I never it considered actually, it from the standpoint of like, oh, yeah, I guess that's like a nice Jewish thing I did. Yeah. Mitzvah. <laughs> Very true. Um, but um, should we get into our segments? And now, segments. So, segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I to say, we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. <laughs> Wow, what a great theme song. 
well done, well done Sean. I have to hand it to you. Um, okay, so the first thing is like our favorite parts slash favorite lines. Um, it's funny to me that you didn't have any favorite one-liners because I had like um, I had, I had one. several. I well, have one your- specific line, which was <clears throat> uh, Niles saying in response to Cece. Uh, so basically, what happens is. Uh, Maxwell says, um, Niles, did you remember to bring my attache case? He's getting ready to leave. And Niles goes, yes, sir. And he goes, and the carry on. And he goes, yes, sir, always. And then he goes, all right, well, I guess I have everything. And then Cece walks in and she's like, Maxwell. And Niles goes, oh, I guess I forgot one old bag, <laughs> which is yeah. always funny when he digs on her. <laughs> no, no, okay. That, that is one of my favorite lines that I have flagged. Exact same so one. Um, <laughs> so, oh, they just, they just, dunk on Cece relentlessly. It's great, dude. She's like, she's this very pretty lady. Like sometimes she doesn't do anything except just be there. And she's Mm -hmm. just like a punching bag. And I I love it. Um, So I already, and I also went over the line where uh, she's like, Niles, mm-hmm. I consider you a friend, so I'm, I'll tell you I'm not good for the money. But mm-hmm. my other two, uh, one is, so so Val shows up and is hanging out with Fran in this episode. Um. And they see that Mr. Sheffield is trying to build Brighton this bicycle that he bought him from FAO Shorts. Right. And clearly, like, you know, terrible at it, though. The bicycle is in shambles. And <laughs> Fran goes, oh, well, like, maybe Val can help you. She's very mechanical. And then Val, like, very shyly, but also with, like, tremendous pride, goes, I'm a plumber's daughter. <laughs> 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 that made me laugh. Her, her delivery was fantastic. Um, and then my other little favorite part was um, on the Chris- Christmas Eve morning, which, you know, when they're celebrating their actual Christmas, all the kids yeah. come down. And even though Gracie says she doesn't believe in Santa, Fran is still sort of insisting on, on being like, no, 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 he's real. So she's like, she's like, look, Gracie, Santa took a bite out of the cookie we left him. And <laughs> Gracie goes... I didn't know Santa wears red lipstick. And then <laughs> Fran just goes, the man gets out once a year, live and let live. <laughs> um, which I, which was great. Um, very progressive line too. Yeah, it was a very progressive line. Uh, and, uh, you know, just a, a funny little beat. Um, and then, okay, so I am doing something slightly different for Nanny Trivia this week because yes. this is what I wrote. I'm, I'm turning this into Nanny Trivia slash Correction Times. Um, my thinking Ooh. is that as this podcast goes on, interesting trivia will be harder to find, but our mistakes mm-hmm. will grow exponentially. <laughs> um, so, so the first thing is uh, when I was listening back to some of our previous uh, records, we had – you know, voiced out loud, like, oh, did the actor who plays Niles ever win an Emmy? Yeah. Um, And neither of us knew the answer. So I looked that up. Um, The answer is no, he was never nominated. And the show's only nominations were um, uh, Fran Drescher was nominated for Best Actress in a Lead Comedy in 1996. Wow. Val was nominated in 96 as well for supporting actress. There was a directing one for 95. Wow. Oh, actually, Fran was also nominated for lead actress in 97. Man, Val was- must get, they must give that character so much more to do because so far she really doesn't have, like, she gives a couple of funny lines. She's got a line in the next episode that I thought was great, but they don't really give her much space that I would say, like, 
you would nominate her for supporting over not over Niles, you know, I or totally even agree. I, yeah, I agree. Like, and I'm saying that, you know, <laughs> yes, maybe she does more later, but I, Niles is very deserving, but also, can you like imagine the- being the CC actress? And then they like, you get to, cause 1996 would be like season three of this show. You get three seasons in and they're like, all right, big Emmy announcement. And they're like, Val, you got nominated <laughs> for supporting actress. And you're like, Oh, okay <laughs> um she truly is i guess the cc in the show and the cc in life because <laughs> she doesn't get any love and and this show never actually won any of these these were all nominations mm, interesting um, and the other little correction was i uh, in i realized in a previous episode i called you my <laughs> my brother from a different mother uh the only reason that that expression works is it's supposed to be brother from another mother and right. it rhymes and calling you my yes. brother from a different mother just sounds stupid uh and yeah. it's really hard listening to yourself week after week i'll, I'll say that for anyone who oh i mean i don't think that we should be making corrections about stupid things we say like that like i was gonna let that one go you know no, I could have no. wanted that out in the moment, and I was like, ah, it's fine. I get what she means. No, no, it's very and, sweet. And it's a sweet thing to say. <laughs> none of the none of my other corrections are actually about uh, things like that. It just it really grated on my own nerves, so I wanted to get that out there. Um, and then there was no Yiddish in this episode, but I thought no. maybe we should quickly explain Hanukkah since there's no Yiddish to people that don't know what Hanukkah is. Are there people that don't know what Hanukkah is? Well, do they? I don't think people know the story behind Hanukkah. And to be fair, I thought to myself, I don't really remember the story behind Should Hanukkah. But we I really, I don't know if we need to explain the story. I mean, there was a candle, and they only had a little bit of oil, and they lit the candle, and they thought, oh, this oil's only going to last for one day. We're fucked. And then it lasted for eight crazy nights, and they were like, holy shit, we're not fucked. Literal holy shit. This must be some type of like miracle from God. We need to always remember this day and celebrate it because like that oil burned for eight nights when it was only supposed to burn for like one and so that's why hanukkah has eight nights and that's why we light candles the whole shmiel and schmazel that's the whole that's like the most interesting stuff there were maccabees they were the bad guys uh i don't know what am i missing yeah 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 a lot that's of these it. a lot of these holidays come from um we were being chased or persecuted and then oh my god we made it and <laughs> yeah, no, um, literally most of the holidays are like we were going to be killed some very random coincidental thing happened that prevented us from dying and rather than be like well that was a weird coinky dink we were like yo this was god this was fucking god stepped in we're so lucky and you know is there some hubris uh, that's not for me to say but <laughs> <laughs> maybe we are chosen or maybe we just really 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 want to be <laughs> um and that is the story of hanukkah, of hanukkah. yep and scene uh who was the friend who was the cc of this episode okay this was tough for me i actually think that i i couldn't decide my only note is I felt like I could relate to them both personally because I definitely yeah. overextend myself like Fran. Like I can't tell you how many times I'll like, I you know, spend too much money on gifts or, or find myself in a thing where I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said yes to that, but I did. But I've also experienced unrequited love like Cece and extreme disappointment. <laughs> well, see, uh, and I feel like I'm both because I – 
much like Cece, had a very negative attitude towards Christmas. It didn't really, because it didn't really mean much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like Fran, I experienced my first like Christmas with the people that I love as a Jew. And then my <coughs> whole opinion on Christmas changed. And I was like, it's the most magical holiday that ever existed. And like, I don't, I, I don't care at all about like Jesus or any of that stuff, but like the holiday of Christmas and the feeling it elates in people that grew up with Christmas, it, that's, that is truly magical. Hot take. We're pro holiday. We're pro holiday and we're pro holiday episode. And this was an episode of, oh, Mr. Sheffield, in which we talked about the holiday episode of the nanny season Mm -hmm. one. Uh, So let's, let's do it. Let's go. Thanks for watching, but let's go. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> we should sing Christmas carols and then be like, yeah. "Thanks, audience." I mean, we already acknowledge the audience, so it's not weird for us to do that. It would be weirder if this episode we had a laugh track for some reason. Like, I feel like that's the equivalent. <laughs> um, but uh, you can find the show wherever you're listening to it now. Uh, you can also check us out on anchor.fm slash the nanny pod. Uh, And what's super cool about that, even though you're probably already listening to this on another more convenient platform, is there's a little button on that page where you can leave us a message. And I think it'd be fun if people like left voice messages of them doing different impressions of characters from the show, and then we could play those. I think that would be really fun. So if people want to do that, you can do that. Anchor.fm slash the nanny pod. I am Shelby Pasquale. You can find me on the internet. And Toria, where can people find you? Instagram, Toria Sheffy, two Fs and a Y. Yeah. Yeah. Double F yourself there. Why? <laughs> because that's how you spell her name. Uh, all right. That's an episode of uh, Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Thanks for listening. Bye. Goodbye forever. Till next week. The blushing girl from blushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. <laughs> <laughs>